Welcome to the Lutheran Outdoor Ministry Podcast. This is the place to be to hear all the latest news and information about the world's finest outdoor ministry network. And now, as always, here's your host, the Executive Director of Lutheran Outdoor Ministries, Mr. Don Johnson. Hey, everybody. We are so fortunate today because we have two stellar leaders in the LOM network who are here with us today. We have with us Jenna Vanderbroek, who is the program director at, at Luther Crest Bible Camp in Alexandria, Virginia, uh, Virginia, <laughs> Minnesota. And we have Catherine Schaefer, who is the program director at Crossroads Retreat and Camp Center, whatever it's called, it's Crossroads in Port Murray, New Jersey. And they are both here. They're going to be talking with us about this incredibly creative program they've been working on together called the Bold Transformational Faith Initiative. This program received so much attention and acclaim that in 2020, it received the LOM Innovative Program Award. Isn't that fantastic? And among several uh, nominations for that award. But um, we're going to find out about that. But before we do that, we're going to find out a little bit more about Jenna and Catherine. So, Catherine, you're the program director at Crossroads. Yes. How is it that a person who grows up in Minnesota, in the Twin Cities area, yeah. ends up being the program director at a Lutheran Episcopal camp in New Jersey, way over on the East Coast, on the, on the right side of the country. So, right. uh, uh, Catherine, uh, just... Uh, <laughs> Uh, give us a little introduction and tell us how that happened to you. Sure. Um, well, I ended up out here because I love camp. In college, I was really intentional about working at a bunch of different camps um, in Minnesota, North Dakota, California, Montana. And then I met Anthony in Minnesota when I was working at VLM. And he said that he might have an open position and that I should come apply and see if it works out. So I flew to New Jersey and I was like, this is not the Midwest, <laughs> but this is awesome. And six years later, this will be my seventh summer. I'm still here and it's awesome. It's been oh great. Gosh. You've yeah. been there seven years just about? Oh, yep. That's on, uh, fan, I, man. Time is going by fast. I'll it sure it. has. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Because when I started as executive director of LOM, you had just, you know, you had been there about a year or so. Yep. So uh, you had just arrived. And I still think of you as being brand new. In fact, our, our earlier chit chat today, uh, it sounded, you know, you probably thought, man, I've been here seven years. What's he talking about? <laughs> so in any event, um, it's, it's great. I'm so glad that uh, you've, you know, you landed in a good place for you Absolutely. and that uh, everything's working out at Crossroads. So, Jenna, how about you? I don't even know where you're from. But before I go to Jenna, just one quick question. You mentioned while you were in college, Catherine, where'd you go to college? 
Um, I went to Trinity Lutheran College in Everett, Washington. Um, RIP, it no longer exists, um, but it was awesome. Oh my gosh, I've always wondered what it's like to be part of an alumni association (laughs) of a college that no longer exists. That's for another discussion, however. Yep, another discussion. (laughs) Jenna, let's get to you. Jenna, how about you? What were some of the significant um, points in your life that uh, brought you on that journey that has you now at uh, at Luther Crest in Minnesota? Absolutely. Uh, I grew up going to camp starting in about middle school and Alexandria was the local camp where I grew up in a sense and we loved Luther Crest growing up, especially for my sister, because there was a super camper program for my sister who has Down syndrome, and Kelly loved it. And so it really impacted our family in a really positive way. And I grew up going to camp as a camper. I was a counselor in training, and one of my counselors had dared me to become a counselor. So I became a counselor one day. And I ended up falling in love with the community of people that were on staff. I fell in love with the environment as a summer staffer. And it made me realize pretty quickly that I wanted to do it as a full-time job. I didn't want to ever leave camp. (laughs) So I ended up going to Concordia College. And I started out as a nursing and dietetics major and left as a religion major. (laughs) And ended up going to seminary too. Uh, just because I fell in love with the ministry that was at work at camps. And so I did work at a couple different camps before Luther Crest. I worked at Luther Crest first and then at Voyagers Lutheran Ministry as a summer staffer, as well as through Lutherans Outdoors in South Dakota at Joy Ranch. And then I ended up back here. Wow. So both of you at one time worked at Voyagers. Yeah. Did you work there at the same time? I mean, no. 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 Jenna, your sister is Down syndrome? Yep. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, that's a hot throw for me because um, at Calumet, way back in the 70s, we developed a program for mainstreaming uh, Down syndrome kids into uh, the regular program. And um, for a few weeks every summer, we would have 15 to 20 Down syndrome kids at camp. And every that's day, awesome. They always sat at our family table in the dining hall at oh. mealtime. And oh, I got to love those kids so much. And um, I mean, I, uh, I still um, go back. A lot of them still go to camp as adults in, uh, to the adult uh, special needs weeks. And um, I still go back and um, see them once in a while in the summer just to maintain the old old friendships and <laughs> oh my gosh i want to meet your sister <laughs> anytime how, how old is your sister now my sister is 29 and she still comes to camp each year oh that's awesome and does she, she live uh, on her own or is she in um is she live with your parents or she lives in Nelson in a uh, family setting group home. So it's not an actual group home, but it's with the family who's taken her in somewhat to similar to a foster system, but it's right by my parents' house. So she still can go to my parents oh, every single weekend. We get a lot of family time that way too. That's awesome. Hey, yeah. um, we got material now for about six more podcasts, but we better get back <laughs> to the um, bold transformational 
uh, a bold transformational faith initiative. I, I think you go by BTF mm -hmm. uh, in your, your camps. This is going to be a little different for me because usually I'm interviewing just one person for a podcast, but now I'm interviewing two people, but I'm not going to specify who I'm directing the question to. So the two of you are going to have to duke it out in terms <laughs> of figuring out who's going to respond or both of you respond. Or, but the, the first thing I'm going to ask you, um, and may, maybe this would be best just from the perspective of the camp you represent. So uh, because I had Catherine go first last time, I'll have Jenna go first this time. How is it that this Lutheran Episcopal camp in New Jersey, this Lutheran camp in Minnesota, I mean, that's 1,500 miles distance from each other. You don't just get in the car and go and have a meeting um, for the afternoon. How is it that two so such a distant camps collaborated the way you're collaborating on this project. And I will note to our listeners that the, this is an ongoing project. It's not something that did take place. This is ongoing. But Jenna, how is it that you at, at Luthercrest got involved with Crossroads on such a significant creative program? I think it's a mix of who you know and similar mindsets and similar responses to the pandemic. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, when we started having to cancel our summer camp programming, we had to pr think pretty innovatively if we were going to hold any type of summer programming over the summer. And Luthercrest, in our, in our realm, we worked pretty quick and we put together some different program options and things like that that could be handled in a virtual way, which was originally called our BTF program. Uh, and that was just for the summer. However, uh, at the end of the summer, we started thinking about what the needs were of the communities surrounding us. And we looked at Crossroads, a mixture of Dave being somewhat close to Anthony at that time, uh, just those LOM connections that we had. And we started collaborating of just like what we've done and where we still see needs, because we realized that this was something that like, <laughs> like this project is ongoing, the pandemic was going to be ongoing for a while. And we wanted to figure out a way that we could help support our wider ministry network that was going to be helpful to not only other like camps, families around us, but churches that are also looking for things and ways to ways to do ministry right now. Since we had moved so much online on Zoom on demand for summer, and that was similar, that was somewhat of a mutual thing. We did different programs. We decided to combine those ideas and put them together for something that was ongoing for churches and worked as a resource throughout the course of the year. And um, Catherine, is it a, a similar story for Crossroads? <clears throat> yep, I would say pretty similar. We were doing online programming in the summer too, and Dave and Anthony had started talking. And so Anthony on our end is like, I think we can continue to do online programming throughout the year. Um, it is just like Jenna said, it's like a need that we can meet. We're capable of doing this. We've done it already. Um, and then we all started talking um, about how we could make this a thing. And something that I think is really unique is Jenna and I have never met face to face. Um, we're just Zoom buddies. 
<laughs> you never yeah. have like at a LOM conference or anything like that? Really? Yeah. yeah. So wait, Jenna, you weren't at, were you at Great Gathering? Jenna? Yeah. Yep. But I started my job here at Luther Crest in December before the pandemic. Oh. So I've been in pandemic mode for a while. <laughs> That's the only thing you've known is pandemic mode just about. Right. Okay. So, um, so you've never met, I'm sorry I interrupted, but um, uh, you, you've never met and, um, and the only, uh, you only have seen each other on Zooms. That, <laughs> That's going to change this November 8th to the 12th Yes, at the LOM annual conference with the theme of total inclusion. And it's going to be at the Great Wolf Lodge in Bloomington, Minnesota. And it's going to be an opportunity for a lot of people who get together, people who have known each other and met each other before, getting a chance to say hello and hug each other again. It's going to be for people who have only met each other on Zoom and for them to get a chance to meet each other in person. And it's going to be a chance for people who haven't even met each other on Zoom yet to find out all the fantastic, creative, innovative program that are um, working in outdoor ministry throughout the ELCA. It's uh, uh, really unbelievable. You, you have talked about you know, both camps had the need for coming up with something like the Bold Transformational Faith Initiative. And uh, so you both, uh, you've come up with this thing. Uh, I'm assuming that you came up with this thing to um, not so that you would have um, something to apply for the Innovative Program Award. There was actually needs among your constituency that you felt needed to be met and you felt you could better meet by collaborating together on how to meet those. But um, what is the bold transformational faith? And what is it? What, the, what is it comprised of? And what are the needs in your constituencies that it's meeting? And are there different needs in the, both of those constituencies? Or are even in New Jersey, the constituent needs are uh, pretty much similar to what the constituent needs are in uh, Alexandria, Minnesota. So the BTF program is a lot of things. Uh, we work with families and congregations. Um, currently, we're providing uh, Sunday school, a virtual Sunday school that happens on Sundays for both people in Minnesota and in New Jersey. We also have a couple other states that are participating too, which is kind of cool. So we get together and we put provide the curriculum. We provide um, a puppet show and a song, a small group format, um, so that everyone can kind of enjoy Sunday school in a sort of weirdly live setting. Um, Zoom has become our best friend. We also do an on-demand Sunday school so if you were to just go to, um, you get like an email with the YouTube and it's uh, the Bible story, a song and a skit, and you just push play on that. Um, we also provide children's messages weekly for churches who need that. Um, we also do a family newsletter. We also do a weekly podcast that basically is our Sunday school. Um, so folks can get that right on Monday and um so we do a lot. And something that I think is really cool is that we're able to cater to whatever the church or family needs. 
Um, so some of the needs in New Jersey are a little bit different than some of the needs um, in Minnesota. I know that Jenna does a lot with the confirmation program as well. So we're just here to help churches and families through this time and to bring Sunday school and faith formation into their homes. I really think that how it kind of came to be this way was we were program directors, you know, and we were thinking for in ministry as a whole, what can we do for programs that are happening right now for people who are asking what is needed right now? And a lot of those immediate concerns after summer were Sunday school programs, confirmation programs, youth programs that kept people connected to the church. And then it turned into something where we were like, how can we cater to families in all sorts of different environments right now, whether they're at home, whether they're all over the place. We just, we wanted to make sure that there were options for everybody. And so that's how those Zoom and live options came together. That's how those on-demand options came together in both video and podcast form. Uh, and all of these other resources came together for church leaders because there's a lot to be thinking about right now. And I think that this is a this is a really great time as as far as we we have to be six feet apart most of the time, right? But we can still collaborate. We can still we can still talk and be resources for each other. And so um, that's that's how this really kind of those options came about in our setting. We do have one church that we partner with, Breckenridge Lutheran Church we do confirmation for as well. So we put together a video, they fill out a participation form and they they get their confirmation in an on-demand version each week, which is kind of cool. So, and now I know Dave and Anthony are working on our bold leadership training initiative. So the BLT, not the sandwich, but the training. <laughs> uh, and that is for uh, church leadership uh, just building a cohesive team and bringing teams together to work together in the best way possible. So it's it's really fun to see how this has evolved for sure. Do you contract with a congregation then? Is yep. that how it how it works? And then how specific is uh, BTF for the particular co- congregation you're contracted with? How, how much is it tailor-made or how much is it boilerplate that you're simply giving them access to? It's pretty church-specific because the church will participate in what they choose to participate in and talk about and send their confirmation or their congregation the information to what they would like them to participate in. Because I have we have some churches that participate in the Zoom Sunday school. They do a family newsletter uh, and some churches that just do children's messages and on demand. So really, especially with our website coming up, it's going to be looking like people will have access to most of these resources and churches will be able to take from that pool and use what they would like to use, something that fits their context the best. So does a congregation pay to be involved in this? Yeah, so it's um, all by donation. Um, whatever the church is able to give, then that works for us. The contract is just says, if the church is able to donate, this is how much they're able to donate. But money is not a factor to participate at all. We're, we're here to, to help and serve the community. So, um, And I'm sure that message gets across to them. Has contributions you get from participating congregations, has it been... Um, significant in terms of the overall budget of of either the BTF program or each of your camps 
And do they enter into a contract with BTF, the collaboration of both camps? In which case, do you split the proceeds, the contributions half and half? I, I mean, what are the details on that? How does that work? It started off as we'd partner with those local churches. Uh, and those local churches would really be working with that camp, but reap, reap the benefits of both camps' work. So, for example, on that Zoom Sunday school, they might be talking with and partnered with Catherine, but Catherine and I are there both Sundays, uh, both times on each Sunday. And so we're we're both as much a part of it together as it is, but sometimes the churches will partner with their local camp. However, as this comes together, it's becoming more and more as that cohesive partnership where they will partner with us too as a camp. They might meet with Anthony or Dave initially, uh, depending on how they are connected to us. Maybe it's a partnership through Luther Crest or through New Jersey, and it's an initial conversation. But really, when they partner with us, they partner with both camps. So, Say for your uh, Sunday school programs or your confirmation programs, are you doing all of those videotaped or is any of that live streamed? So for the Sunday school, yeah, it's live. The Sunday school is. So it, the the format, the way it's sort of set up is, you know, we do like a welcome with everybody on the Zoom screen. Um, and then we do have a pre-recorded video that we kind of make. It's just like a five minute intro video um, that kind of starts with like what the theme is going to be for the day. Um, and then we head into our small groups and then those are all live for 30 minutes. They're with, you know, like a Sunday school classroom. And the, and what's cool about that is the Sunday schoolers are with Minnesotans and New Jerseyans and um, all the other states that we have involved should the church decide that's the model they want to go with. Um, but then, then we close that and we do a closing song and an outdoor challenge and a prayer, and then they're on their way. So it's a 45 minute Sunday school um, program. And you're, you're doing that week after week after week. Week after week after week. And who's doing that? Um, I, do you have like summer staff who volunteer to help with that? Or how, how do you work all that? I mean, because I, I wouldn't think that um, the both of you and then Dave and Anthony are the ones who are the only ones recording it. Or uh, how do you work that? <laughs> Awesome as that would be. <laughs> We've got, I know that at Crossroads, you've had summer staff that have been super helpful in leading some of those groups. We have church volunteers. That's one thing we'll talk to congregations about, especially if they're just beginning a partnership and they're doing Sunday school. We know that there are people in those congregations who want to connect with the kids and want to be involved. And it's, it's easy for us to ask, like, hey, is there anybody that you can connect us with? And, you, and what we'll do once we connect with those folks is we have a training already prepared and put together and we'll train them in as far as Zoom goes, as far as the curriculum goes, uh, just so that they feel good going into it. But we'll, we kind of have a, a mix of everybody. We have summer staff, we've got church members, we've got pastors. It's, it's a really fun group. And how many congregations are involved right now? We have, I'm just trying to count, like the New Jersey churches are in our virtual Sunday school program, probably like 18 to 20 congregations participating. Um, and then I think a couple more with the on-demand. We have a lot of people and it's really fun. It's been really great. And how about for uh, Luther Cross, Jenna? I think we've got probably right around 30 total, would you estimate, Catherine? Would that be a decent estimate, I think? Mm-hmm. 
every church has different needs. Some are joining in just for with like Sunday school. Some have specific needs with other things too. So I think I think we're sitting right around 30, 30 churches. As so a- between the two of you, you're pushing 50, you, you get, you're up around 50 congregations that are involved in this. And wow, that, that's really, really significant. Um, you both are at camps. You both are deeply rooted in summer camp, and you both are doing all kinds of things all year long. But you're most well-known among your own constituencies. Summer camp for kids. Kids go to camp. They run around outside. They go swimming. They're doing nature activities. They're doing all kinds of Bible, Bible learning experiences. It's all small groups. It's all out of doors. It's all, um, and it's in a, a very unique setting. And then all of a sudden, the pandemic hits, and you've both pivoted to um, something completely different from what most people associate with a camp. How is it that you were able to? instill that kind of trust in those 50 congregations where they would sign up and say, yeah, we might be able to do this on our own, but it's sure going to be a lot easier for us to do it in this, uh, taking advantage of this BTF program. How did you, how did you build that kind of trust with your, uh, those 50 congregations? Well, I think that people love camp. Um, I think that is a big asset. So we're not outside, but we're bringing the camp um, excitement, enthusiasm to the BTF programming. It's a, it's all in our Sunday school. Out here, the churches um, that you know we started with that have connections with, they say, oh, camp is going to do something. We know that we want to be a part of that. We know that's going to be exciting and something different um, that we can kind of get on board with. And that, um, I mean, we're the only camp in New Jersey. So we we have that relationship with, with everybody. They kind of know that Crossroads is a support to everybody and we're here to help the way we can. And so when we announced it, it was like, yeah, we'll, we'll give this a try. This is awesome. This is a really cool way to meet new people, to get Sunday school faith formation, all in that kind of like camp-esque experience. So. Are there Episcopal churches participating in it? Yep. As well as Lutheran congregations? Yeah. yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah, and so Jenna, I I would imagine it's pretty much the same for you that, right? And are those thirty churches? Are most of them in the Luther Crest Association? As far as the initial, like we had people partnering. I I agree with Catherine. People love camp, and I think a lot of the initial partnerships that we had made with churches were part of our association. We're partnered with us. We're already sending their kids to camp, and they saw this new opportunity come up. And they hopped on along. And I think most of them are, but we're we're beginning to reach outside of those bounds too. So what happens um, this coming fall when everybody's been vaccinated and the pandemic is declared no longer in existence and congregations can start having worship in person and start having Sunday school in person and can start doing confirmation retreats and kids can sign up for summer camp in the numbers, the kind of numbers we had 
back in 2019. Um, what, what happens for BTF? Will it go away or will, um, are, are both of your camps, do you envision uh, that there's a good part of this that's gonna be part of your program moving forward? We, we anticipate that it'll be moving forward a pretty big piece of our programming. We've been talking about fall already and we've, we've started to put together how this will look when things are in person. And we've, we've been thinking about it and we're like, we can always continue to do the podcast. We can always continue to provide curriculum. We can always continue to provide children's messages. And to be honest with you, I think that now that so many churches have moved online and done things differently for the pandemic, you know, having an online option is always a good, it's always a good idea. And so I think that as far as that goes, it'll be, it'll continue. However, it's kind of nice because our videos, our, our setup that we have and the resources that we have work for in-person too. Uh, they can be resources for in-person too. And so as this, as we plan for fall, we're, we're anticipating that we'll continue to do this. So it's exciting that even though we'll be in person, we're ready for potentially, so for some folks, we're ready to say, yes, that's awesome. And BTF is here to help. We have this awesome curriculum. We'd like to provide all these awesome resources. And yet if your church isn't yet back in person, or if um, a family has come to camp that they're not super connected with a church or congregation, then they can sign up to be a part of our, you know, virtual Sunday school experience. And so we're kind of ready to offer both tracks, um, ready and willing. I mean, this is all really interesting, especially from the perspective of the ELCA, which is in this whole thing of future church. And the idea that um, moving forward in the ELCA, we don't want to be in our little silos, but we want to be um, uh, having every aspect of ministry. Uh, be positively reinforcing every other aspect of ministry. I, I really think uh, both of your camps, in the way you, you have developed this initiative, you've really put your, yourselves, your camps, a, a, at the forefront of this whole future church um, thing that is that ELCA Churchwide is working at developing. So it's, it also raises some interesting questions in my mind. More and more people are saying that their primary uh, religious community, spiritual community, and in many cases, their only uh, religious community is their camp. Mm -hmm. And um, for the first hundred years of outdoor ministry, um, we've said that the camp's place is to support congregations. Well, you're supporting congregations, but it's also raising some interesting questions because one of the reasons you can support congregations the way you do is because people love camp. And a lot of those people engaging in BTF love camp so much that they might even say Crossroads or Luther Crest that's really what my spiritual community is. That's really what my religious community is. And maybe it's the congregation that's support, supporting their primary religious community. I don't know. But I mean, I think we're seeing, we're going to see a lot. Uh, the pandemic, I think, simply accelerated uh, 
Mm -hmm. um, a lot of change that we're going to see in the church in the years ahead. Wow, kudos to both of your clubs for ha having this kind of, uh, but being willing to put the energy and enthusiasm into such a, a project. Wow. So let me ask you this. As you think about BTF and what you've learned from it and so forth, what can you say that you have learned from BTF that might be really important to other camps in the Lutheran Outdoor Ministry Network? I would say talk to your colleagues, talk to your other camp directors, communicate with each other and collaborate with each other because we're better together. We come up with awesome ideas together. We, we're all awesome and come up with great ideas on our own, but you know, collaborate with your people and talk with your people because I think that, you know, whatever we've done, I don't think we could have gotten, I don't think we could have grown this big. I don't think we could have made this big of an impact if we would have done it as like one camp or two camps, you know, like coming together, like it, it's just been so fruitful. And I've learned so much from Catherine uh, and Anthony and it's just been so fun. And I just think that if there's anything else I could share that people could learn or that I've learned, it's like the power of collaboration. It's been so, so fun and fruitful and enlightening. And I've learned so much. Uh, that's one thing for sure that I can say I've learned. Jenna, you just gave a major commercial advertisement for LOM. Yeah. <laughs> that's what LOM is all about. That's the whole purpose of LOM. Yeah. So thank you very much. But yeah. really, um, you know, LOM is not something separate. LOM is all of us. So it makes sense. So it's not really a commercial advertisement. But right. thanks. Thanks. That was awesome. <laughs> Well, I think sometimes we get so caught up in our own camp community and that's fine, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. but we sometimes it's good to remember that we've got other people in a similar boat looking to serve, looking for answers to some of our same questions. And if we were to work together, it's so much more fun, first of all, <laughs> together, uh, but you can learn so much and it can be so much more awesome. But Catherine, I'll turn it over to you. Well, I mean, you pretty much said it all collaborate, hang out with other people, get creative with your programming. I really, I mean, I think it's cool that uh, Luther Crest and Crossroads, we, you know, serve different people, but we still have the same idea of, you know, we want to serve, you know, faith formation and grow together. So that's what's so cool. You can have different areas of where you serve, but you're still trying to come together for that same goal. So why not work together? Fantastic. Don't be afraid to think outside the box. That's a big thing too. You know, we have, this is so different than what probably our normal, our normal tasks would be. If we were just planning for summer, you know, we don't really think necessarily in the realm of Sunday school and confirmation, you know, and so this, this has been really fun, but it's also been a really great creative outlet. It's been fun this way to connect with the kids and get creative. And it's also been really fruitful for summer planning because we've been already on the brainstorming train, you know, it's so that's, so that's been really good. <laughs> So I would just say, don't be afraid to think outside the box and work with your people and throw out fun ideas and wild ideas because you never know what's going to come from them. Uh, and it can be really good. So. Thank you so much. You know, I think we're going to bring this to a close. And um, is there anything, Catherine, you'd like to say by way of um, uh, parting words that uh, 
you haven't said already? My parting words will be brief. Thanks so much for having us. And um, check us out at mybtf.org to see what this BTF thing is all about. And yeah, thank you. Jenna, any parting words? I would also like to say thank you. Uh, This has been such a fun program, but getting to talk about it and share what it's turned into is also so much fun to share how how that's all come together. So thank you so much. It's been fun to be able to chat about it, but also really fun to continue to work on it too. So thanks for letting us talk. Thank you very, very much to both of you. Thank you for your ministry. Thank you for taking the time to share your experience with this, with the rest of us through this podcast. And I'm looking forward to seeing both of you with all the others uh, in November, if not before. And I just hope that you both like each other after you meet each other in person. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. I think I'm we'll pretty be. confident <laughs> that you will. <laughs> uh, thanks so much. Happy Easter. And we'll see you around the network. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the only official Lutheran Outdoor Ministry podcast in the entire world. Until next time, check out the Lutheran Outdoor Ministries website or our Facebook page. So long for now from the Lutheran Outdoor Ministries World Headquarters. On behalf of Don Johnson, have a wonderful day.